Celebrating 35 years of creativity and collaboration, the Vail Dance Festival returns July 28th through August 7th with 12 thrilling performances and numerous special events, including live podcast recordings of conversations on dance all across the beautiful Vail Valley. Don't miss the legendary Martha Graham Dance Company, LA Dance Project, Music from the Soul, Ballet X, Dance Aspen, and an all-star cast of festival artists from New York City Ballet, American Ballet Theater, the Royal Danish Ballet, Boston Ballet, and many more. Tickets for our live podcast recordings are now available at veildance.org slash conversations on dash dance or click the link in the show notes. Tickets for festival performances are also available now at veildance.org. See you this summer. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. I'm Rebecca King-Ferraro. And I'm Michael Sean Breeden. And you're listening to Conversations on Dance. This week on Conversations on Dance, we are joined by Philip Duclos, Court of Ballet member with the Royal Danish Ballet. We talk with Philip about his training at the School of American Ballet and his first year in a company. He gives us a preview of what he will be dancing this year at the Vail Dance Festival and tells us how he first came to be invited to the festival in 2021 while he was still a student at SAB. Philip, uh, we are so happy to finally be able to sit down and chat with you. We've been watching you at Vail for a few years now and i had the pleasure of working with you this past year at the royal danish ballet but as we do with any first time guest we like to go back to the beginning so just tell us a little bit about how you first sort of fell in love with dance yeah so my mom had um danced a little bit through college um nothing serious um yeah so my mom um danced a little bit through college um and she had put me um when i was three or four put me into everything, um, sports and nothing really stuck. Um, and she decided to put me into ballet. Um, I think she got that idea because I had gone to see, um, she had taken me to ABT with my family to see, um, Bayadere. 
and my entire family um, had fallen asleep besides me um, <laughs> at like three years old. And I was, um, I just loved it. Um, wow. And I think that's when she got the idea to just put me into classes. And I started at this um, little studio in a synagogue on the Upper West Side in New York. And um, the first couple of classes, I refused to dance, but then I would get home and then I would do the whole class myself. Um, oh. And, you know, over time I um, gained confidence and I would dance. And then I think when I was six years old, I auditioned for SAB. And then I started when I was seven. Wow. And I was there for 12 years and now I'm at the Royal Danish Ballet. Just finished my first season. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, that's yeah. kind of an unusual story. Not a lot of kids really do, you know, from beginning to end at SAB. Um, so what was that like being, not a lot of kids even stay in one place anywhere, right? I mean, it's a, yeah. it's a, uh, it's unusual to have like a single, a single institution shape your dancing. So what was your experience like at SAB from from six or seven years old? <laughs> yeah, I mean it was it was a lot. I mean it it also changed I mean the whole institution went through a major change um when I was there um and I experienced all of that. But I think I mean, as a kid, I loved it. I loved performing with City Ballet. It was um, my favorite part about it. And it like, um, I think that's what instilled in myself that I love to perform and I love to dance. And I think that my dream for a long time was to get into New York City Ballet. And that's what I thought my path was going to be um, up until my last year at the school. But you know, ballet world took me other places and I ended up in Denmark and it couldn't have been a better thing for me because I couldn't be more happy. But mm. overall, my experience at SAB was, I mean, it shaped me into the dancer I am today, but um, it was long. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, 12 years is a long time to be in the same place. Mm -hmm. um, and it can kind of get you in a um, one-way mindset about where you want to dance professionally, but mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I think it all um, ended up turning out the way it should have. Right. I mean, I felt the same way. I was only at SAB for three years, and I certainly was very single-minded. And But then, of course, like looking back, I was just saying this yesterday. I mean, I'm, I'm right now I'm working with Ballet Collective, and it's all New York City Ballet dancers. And I'm the only person in the whole room that didn't dance for New York City Ballet. And it's kind of yeah. strange sometimes. But then, you know, you realize later on, like, well, all these opportunities that I am getting. I mean, Philip, in your first year, Justin picked you, lucky for me, because I got to work with you. But mm -hmm. Justin picked mm -hmm. you to learn the central male soloist of Ballet, which maybe, you know, if you were at New York City Ballet, that might not have happened. So already things are really clearly falling into place for you um yeah. but i want to go back a little bit let's let's talk about some of the ballets you got to dance when you were a kid sab what were some of the things that you got to perform with new york city ballet 
Yes, I did pretty much everything that a kid could do there. But I think, I mean, I did Nutcracker for five or six years. I was in the party scene. I was Fritz, the brother. I was the prince for two years. And then I was under the bed a couple years later for another bed two boy. years after that. <laughs> wow. Um, let's see. Is it always else. an SAB student that does bed boy at City Valley? I think so. Historically, it has been. Is that true? Yeah. I think like at Miami City Valley, sometimes like soloists be down there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And, I mean, it, it is a lot of responsibility that part. I know. I always thought it was funny that they just have a kid do it. Yeah. Was that, I mean, I, not to detour us, but was that panicky? I feel like oh, it's yeah, hard. You can't was, see anything under there, right? No. Yeah. It was so stressful. I and I like kept it i was like i'm not gonna tell anyone in copenhagen because god forbid they want me to do it i I don't want to get back under that bed (laughs) no but it was i think the most stressful thing i've done on that stage just like really nerve-wracking and and anyone will tell you but but yeah and let's see i did swan lake i was a villager then i was a jester i did that two times i was i did lasso feed the when they started opening it which is funny because now i'm doing it in denmark this year right um i did firebird i did sleeping beauty yeah how do you think that those performing experiences like obviously that feeds you makes you want to stay on your path to becoming a professional but do you think it like is that or were those early experiences something that stayed with you and like help you help you to feel comfortable on stage now as an adult? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think I think back to those experiences much now. But I think like looking back, it definitely gave me the confidence that I have now, and um, just that stage experience is like so important as a kid. I think because um, you know you have to get used to being on stage, and even though I wasn't dancing much i mean i mean the nutcracker like i was i was doing a lot and it like definitely um i think is a lot for a kid to handle but Mm -hmm. i didn't think of it that way then and it just Just yeah i think yeah and it was really it it it, i think the performing experience was super super helpful it's so funny because like this is an experience that you probably didn't have but like for us I think, Michael, I don't want to speak for you, but just having kind of like a small school experience of performing was kind of what I went into my career feeling more comfortable with, like where it's just Mm -hmm. kind of like this student showcase more kind of feel. I don't want to say recitally, but you know what I mean. And then when you get to a professional company, it's like, oh, this is real. And it feels a little scary because it's just so professional. And so I, I have to think that then when you get to the Royal Danish Ballet, you're like, this is feels already very normal for me. And I feel very, this is like an organic experience for me. So I don't have to think about that. I can just like focus on dancing. Like I'm already so comfortable in this environment. Oh yeah. And especially, um, I mean, those performances as a kid definitely helped me, but I mean, doing Vail the past two years and especially Vail, I think, because that was my first like real real um high stakes performance i think (laughs) like with professional dancers um you know it was the real deal so i think that was especially important to like giving me the confidence that i have now because yeah i don't even i mean of course i get 
anxious before a performance. I think any dancer does, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think without those experiences, I would be in a very different place, but I'm so grateful to have, you know, been pushed back then. So now I feel so much more comfortable. Let's right. I mean, yeah, that must, <laughs> that's like, that's really getting thrown in the deep end. Uh, um, totally. you know, it's, you know, being in a professional company and, you know, doing, uh, whatever court of ballet is one thing but at Vail you know it's not really an ensemble it's a, a collection of incredible artists who are all doing various featured work and you had to become a piece of that puzzle at a very young age but let's let's hear I guess about how that opportunity even first came about yeah so um my mom is actually a veterinarian and had run into Heather, Heather Watts and Damien Wetzel in the animal hospital. Um, and this was right at the beginning of COVID and they had offered my mom, they said like, Oh, we, cause my mom had told them I was a dancer and they offered to give me a class on zoom, um, mm. during COVID and started with one class and we really connected and they started giving me multiple classes a week um for all through covid i would take it would mostly be um tyler peck myself and then savannah heather heather watts niece who's in valley x and then sometimes roman mejia um it would be us doing class on zoom and that's kind of what i did to um remain in shape during covid and i mean there heather and damien are amazing coaches. And then the first summer that Vail was back, um, after the pandemic, they invited me to come. I think it was a pretty small group of people at that time, just because, um, they were trying to keep it pretty safe, Mm -hmm. but yeah, they invited me to come to Vail. And, um, I had actually, I think I had met Heather and Damien for the first time in person, like a couple weeks before I went to Vail because I'd never even sure. seen them in person. Wow. Um, they'd only seen me online, um, and what then I went to. Was. Oh my gosh! I know, <laughs> I know. Yeah, and then I had I went to Vail that first summer, and they were so instrumental in like, um, especially my last year at the school, and like um, helping me um, with companies and like getting the confidence to audition and put myself out there they were so i mean amazing like i really accredit so much of what i've accomplished to them because i don't know i would not be where i am without them um and then i went back last year again to Vail, and now i'm going back again this year i actually just had rehearsal yesterday for it so a lot can happen in three years like a chat bot maybe your new best friend but what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Yay. I'm super excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I want to well, talk a little bit about them coaching you, um, Heather and Damien, because I do think that there can be a thought from the audience that like, oh, Damien and Heather put together programming, they bring together the dancers and then they're like, that's their job. That's all they do. And it's so much more than that, right? They are so hands on. Um, yeah. They are always in that theater. Like if you ever pop down to the amphitheater, they are there, they are on stage, they are coaching, coaching, coaching. And so much is happening in Vail, lots, lots of creation, but there's still so much coaching happening. So I wonder um, if you could tell us that first year and maybe last year too, but just like some of the things that they worked with you on one-on-one and that coaching experience that continued, not just the performing experience. Yeah. So I, the main thing I did in Vail my first year was one of the potatoes from Who Cares with India Bradley. Mm-hmm. And at that time, she's you know been in the court of ballet and I'm not even a graduating student at SAB. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, it was, you know, a lot to take on. Um, but I had never really had an experience like that, like doing a, you know, as I said, this is, that was my first like real performing professional experience. Um, and I think I wasn't so comfortable at first, like dancing with someone and really um, expressing myself and finding that deep connection. But Heather and Damien, they, they pulled that out of me, like for sure. They, they were so instrumental and just like building myself into a performer and not just, a you know, a technician, a ballet technician, because I think I was so focused at that time, you know, I still am, but I'm so, um, focused on technique and, um, and, you know, I was still in the school at that time. So yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to get in that mindset, but they, they, you know, pulled that performance quality out of me. And like, um, they, they, you know, I think were one of the main people, um, who made me into a performer and, um, and they're still doing that now, but it was, it's been so helpful going, you know, as my first year. Um, at the Royal Danish Ballet, being able to express myself um, like that, like they, they really brought, I can't express enough, like how they, they brought that out of me and like gave me the confidence that I needed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think even just like, it makes, t- I you can just also see what they were doing, like by p- pairing you with India, mm-hmm. like India is just such a personality. And I, I think it's, it would be impossible to not <laughs> have to give something back to her. And yeah. <laughs> so I, I just I love that you know they're Heather and Damien. They're everything is thought through. You know, it's not just arbitrary. Like, okay, we're just going to do a grab bag of ballets, and then we'll like, you know, the casting is whatever. It's all very deliberate, um, which is one of the things that I, I love about them. Um, let's talk a little bit. You mentioned already you had rehearsal what yesterday. What are you dancing this year at the festival? Yes. So this year I'm dancing La Ventana Paratois. It's a Bournemouth Paratois, nice. which I'm super excited about. Um, Great. I'm dancing it with Olivia Bell from City Ballet and mm-hmm. Mayfield Myers. She's at Philadelphia Ballet. We went to SAB together for a little bit. They're both incredible dancers. Um, it's Mayfield's first year at the festival, so I'm super excited. Um, I've heard very good things about Mayfield. We remember Olivia from the festival last year. 
Yeah. Your your bestie, Shelby Mann, was telling me that Mayfield is very talented. So really oh, yeah, she is. Dancing. She is. I mean, you just have to wait and see. She's really yeah. incredible. Can't but wait. um mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'm doing that, which is super nice. I love Bourneville. Even before I got into the company, I loved Bourneville. So I'm super excited about that. Um, I'm doing a new Kyle Abraham piece. So cool. We love and Kyle. And mm-hmm. then I'm doing another new ballet um, with KJ from New York City Ballet. And then another um, dancer named Spencer. I think he's the scholar in residence yeah. this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to be a ballet, the three of us. And then, you know. What style is that going to be in? Is it going to be I, ballet or? I don't know. I haven't had rehearsal yet. Okay. So we'll see. Right. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but, and you know, things always get added once we get there. So <laughs> I'm sure there will be more. But yeah. um, at the moment, just those three things. I mean, which is a lot, but yeah. So you haven't started um, rehearsals for any of the new pieces yet? No, no, not yet. Just I've just done La Ventana. That'll be probably just like in Vail, right? I mean, it's amazing to see how fast these new works come together when everyone is there. It really, so much work is put in and they happen so fast and you guys have to think so fast and on your feet. And it's just like really... Again, it's maybe something the audience doesn't quite realize because it all looks so polished and completed and when it's there, but it just is so such a quick experience. What is what is that like for you, like compared to um your everyday company life? You know, I'm gonna say that it's actually not that different because <laughs> in Copenhagen we put things together super quickly. Mm-hmm. I, I mean there's some, it depends on the ballet, but if it's a ballet that the company has performed before and is kind of in the regular repertoire and then that most dancers know, it's put together super quickly. Like Nutcracker for us is put together in like four days, mm-hmm. even for the people who have never learned it before, like new <laughs> right. dancers. Right. And um, I don't know. Yeah. I think it's that experience at Ville also prepared me well because you got to know what you're doing um, at all times. And especially this year in the company, my experiences have been kind of crazy being thrown into different parts, mid performance. Um, yeah. You were, th- you were thrown in when I was there. I remember, I think I saw yeah. the show Blixen, right? You, you got, it, it was like a, an intermission. Yeah. Like I had, moment. it was a spot that I had never done before. I mean, I was only an understudy and I had, I rehearsal during intermission and then I went on, <laughs> but this, that was the first of many, many times this year that's happened. Um, that's also partly my own fault because I would volunteer to do it because, you know, any <laughs> extra dancing that I can do, I will take advantage of. That is yeah. as um, Michael and I will talk about all the time. That is the smartest thing you can do as a dancer. It makes you incredibly valuable that you can just pop in and solve any problem because those are moments for the artistic staff. That's like panic. And if they have someone they can count on very valuable. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. And it's also, I mean, it's exciting to do a new spot and <laughs> you know, if you're not on that night and you get put on, it's, I mean, it's exciting. I love yeah. it personally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and um, a, a ballet, like you guys, I think Blixen was a pretty long run, you know, why not yeah. mix it up, you know, do something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. 
I mean, and yeah, the same thing happened. I think with Greg, um, Gregory Dean, he's a mm-hmm. uh, principal in the company and he's choreographed a bunch of ballets, but he choreographed Blixen and then he choreographed a new full length ballet this year, Gotta Dance. Um, and in his two ballets, for some reason, that's like been the time that I've been thrown in the most. Um, just because they're usually long runs and a lot of dancers and, um, you know, hard rep. So mm. it's, it's like, um, it's going to happen that people are going to get injured and, uh, they need you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was, I was there and, um, I don't know. I mean, it was great. I mean, great for me. I don't hope that anyone gets injured, but, um, it's been great opportunities for myself. So. Mm-hmm. We had, yeah. there was a, I, I feel like I've already mentioned this, moment on the podcast like i don't know what episode that would have been but a different episode but it, it was a to me like a very mo- moving rehearsal like you know just one of those rehearsals where you're just like i love ballet and i love being a part of this community but we were rehearsing um the anthony huxley role in ballet it was like the end of the day and we had just you and the other men so it was bozzy who was the first cast who's a principal and um toby also like a very esteemed soloist for the company wonderful dancer and sam was the third cast and you learned the ballet but you hadn't really gotten a chance to do it and then we just we had that time you know that's always my rule we never go home early if there's someone in the room who hasn't rehearsed mm-hmm. yeah and, Phil, <laughs> and we just had philip do the whole bath <laughs> But it was so, it was like, it was just so wonderful because it was like Philip obviously knew it, had had worked on it in the back so much um, and was beautiful in it. But then also like this moment where you could just like feel like the, his new peers who barely knew Philip, you know, we were only, you'd only been there for a couple months, like beaming with like pride and respect and like love for their, their new family member. It was like, mm-hmm. you just went home feeling so happy i hope you felt as happy as i did with that rehearsal oh yeah no that was my i mean that year that was my first like i mean i will always remember it's my first like major role that i got to learn in the company um Mm -hmm. and it was i mean overwhelming but such an amazing experience and i'm so grateful for it Mm -hmm. um and that was such a i mean any time that I'm able to, you know, even if I'm an understudy, get to rehearse the role, like I will grab that opportunity. So I was so grateful and it was such a, um, such a beautiful ballet and such a nice role that, um, I got to learn. So, yeah. Did you get to learn that part at all? Or just, no, no. But see the rehearsals, sometimes those rehearsals feel like a performance, right? right? When you get to do it, like you still got to do it in space and it felt good and it fed your soul. And like you said, you'll remember it. Oh yeah, for sure. And that was like an opening to more opportunities that I got during the year. Um, and I think just being able to go full out in the back as much as you can and just know your choreography, whether you're going to perform it or not is super important. Right. Um, I mean, I remember you also, like you weren't able to come to all the rehearsals. Like it was, uh, you were very, everyone was very <laughs> overbooked but it was like i remember philip being like okay i think i can i can like mm-hmm. leave this this rehearsal for midsummer at this time and i could come to like mm-hmm. the last 10 minutes of your rehearsal and i was Aww. like you do whatever <laughs> <laughs> but you know you made it you made it um a point to just be as present and um you know just yeah. to 
know the role as well as you could in spite of that um being that divided yeah absolutely yeah and midsummer was also a crazy experience because i was doing a role and then you know two days before the premiere i got thrown into this um I don't know if I'd call it a soloist role, but this featured role, it's like a principal. And then there's two guys in the back doing some Mm -hmm. kind of insanely difficult choreography. And I got thrown into that, um, which I wasn't expecting to do, but you know, that's kind of the life it is, but how it's like there, you never know what you're going to do really. I mean, Um, so often we talk with dancers who've had, you know, long careers and a lot of times they bring up, you know, something happened. And again, it's like, no one wants anybody to get injured, but there was an injury that happened. They got this opportunity and then it, they took it. Like you're saying, you knew it, you're ready to go. And then that kind of helped build their career up. So it's just having that work ethic first thing in the company is just so important. It sounds like you're on a great path for sure. I think, yeah, I hope so. Yeah, I've enjoyed it so much this year. Yeah, it's been great. You have your what whole you career ha- ahead of you. <laughs> <laughs> it's such an exciting. <laughs> I can just feel Rebecca and me like vampiring your <laughs> your young energy. <laughs> like, <laughs> we're just like, oh, that's, like it is, but it is such a special feeling at the beginning of your career when you have so much to look forward to. It's just mm-hmm. that's the best feeling. Uh, what are you looking forward to um, this coming season? Yes. So this season, um, first ballet we're performing, uh, we were supposed to do Bayadere and I was super excited because I was learning the golden idol. Um, but due to scheduling issues and like, um, just like a ton of performances, we had to cancel the production. Um, but yeah, it's going to come back and, um, the next couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, so the first program we're doing this year is Sylphide and then Scotch Symphony. I love um, Scotch. Scotch yeah, is the best so Have you done that I'm, before? I feel like that's an SAB. That's in SAB's no, repertoire. No, I was it's there a little when they too did young, it. Right? I was there when they did it for workshop. I had seen it um, the last time they had done it. Um, but no, I've never done it. And so I'm learning um, that's one of the two soloist guys. I did that. It's the most fun ever. Yeah. I mean, there's only one cast right now, so I'm not sure if I'm going to get to do it or not. Um, I hope I do. Um, And then I'm learning the reel in Sylphid, which I've Mm -hmm. done as a child. So Mm -hmm. I'm doing that, or I'm learning that um, for the first program. And then we're doing Swan Lake again, which Mm -hmm. I did this year. So I'm doing... Um, same roles I did, which is like, um, I'm doing the waltz, I'm doing Russian, um, and then another like mazurka in the third act, which is all this is what I all did um, this past year. It's so then, great. Like your second year, like the first time a ballet comes back for you, you kind of feel like you're in your stride. You're like, okay, I've done this before. It's really, I remember that feeling like a nice experience. Like you feel a little bit like seasoned, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. It's going to be nice. And then, and then what I'm super excited about is we're doing um, the Dante Project by Wayne McGregor. Oh, um, oh you're going to get to work with um, Anton. Ant- yeah. Antoine. So- <laughs> I mean, forgetting his name. I, I love him so much. He's, it's just so such a wonderful stager. And I'm presuming Wayne is going to come as well. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this ballet Paris Opera just did it. I mean, it was choreographed on the Royal Ballet recently um and i'm doing 
there's the main Dante role, which is the main principal male role. And then I'm doing the young version of Dante. So um, it's like a featured role and I'm first cast. So I'm super excited. Mm. Um, That's what I'm mostly excited about this year. And then for the rest of the season, um, I'm going to be in Toby's new ballet um, Toby Pretorius. Um, he's choreographing his first ballet for the company. I'm going to be doing that. And then let's see, I think the rest of the casting for the year hasn't come out yet. So we'll see. But so great season, so many different things. Yeah, we have, and there's like, we're doing Cinderella, Raymonda, um, Cracker, of course, just a ton of, uh, oh, we're doing um, etudes, serenade. Um, etudes. There's gonna be you're gonna be you know working hard there. I'm sure that <laughs> yeah. like, I don't. The structure of the ballet is like you can. I mean, it's just pure virtuosity. But like you can do many. Like I don't think that it's like um, a strict. Uh, you know, this is this part does this. It's like you could do multiple sections. It's like, mm-hmm. like I guess, like kind of like a serenade situation where you could just, you know, theory, like remember when you did Rebecca, you had that little the moment that does like, the girl that does the Russian girl mm-hmm. duet thing, mm-hmm. and then you also did Russian girls, which is unusual but not impossible. I think right. etudes. I feel like Philip is just going to be in every section dying. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I hope so. I would. Yeah, I'm excited for it. It seems like a a good ballet to do. Challenging, but good. Yeah. Well, we look so forward to seeing you in Vail. We hope that all of our listeners will join us and come see you dance. And we're looking forward to it as we know you are too. So thank you for joining us today. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Conversations on Dance is part of the ACAST Creator Network. For more information, visit conversationsondancepodpod.com. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.